I have a love-hate relationship, like many of you probably, with my internet service provider, Frontier Communications. Uh, on the one hand, it is amazing that we can even get a legit broadband connection where we live. Uh, we're in rural, mountainous West Virginia on two wooded acres in a remote rural valley surrounded on all sides by a national wildlife refuge. 50 megabits downstream may be laughable in where you are, maybe in suburban areas or in the city, but it's downright heavenly compared to what my neighbors can get um, just uh, you know a few miles from here. So I'm grateful. I'm actually thankful to Frontier for making it possible for us to live in the um, idyllic paradise that we do. On the other hand, um, I hate that our provider has no real competitor. There is a local cable company, but their service is, is frankly sub, subpar. And because there's no other game in town besides Frontier and their DSL, there's very little market pressure for them to make network improvements. In fact, when we first bought our house, the best connection that Frontier could offer topped out in, at less than 3 megabits per second, simply not fast enough for me to even do my work. Now, we organized a neighborhood petition, and we recruited our state senator and our our federal senator, um, and their offices did, did push Frontier, and Frontier did then prioritize and make upgrades to our local infrastructure so that we have VDSL on our loop and, um, again, can get 50 megabits down. Now, you might expect Frontier's local monopoly to impact service rates, prices as well. There is no alternate service provider that can help uh, keep Frontier's pricing strategy in line. Now, I'll confess, though, until recently, I've been pretty happy with the price that I'm paying for broadband. 60 bucks a month for 50 megabits down is highway robbery in the city, but I'm willing to accept that it's just more expensive to deliver bits to a rural household, and I'm willing to pay the difference for that. Until now, maybe. I mean, just this past year, Frontier has started to play fast and loose with its billing. They haven't changed our base rate. That's still 60 bucks a month. But they have tacked on this phantom fee with very little explanation. They call it an internet infrastructure surcharge. It started at $1.99 per month last December and more recently has uh, doubled to twice that, $4 a month. Now, the label, Internet Infrastructure Surcharge, makes it sound as if Frontier is simply passing along some government tax. You know, like, sorry guys, we, we're getting taxed by the government and we have to pass this fee along to you. That's not what's actually happening here. It has nothing to do with municipal charges or government fees. They, Frontier, invented this surcharge out of thin air. And as far as I can see, the infrastructure surcharge is just a way of raising customers' rates without raising the actual sticker price. Um, in other words, instead of building their overhead into the rate that they charge customers, they decided to add, um, you know, skim some off the top, add a price on top of the base rate. To me, that's deceptive advertising. It's consumer hostile. And it's hard not to be cynical about whether it's a strategy to stem the company's financial blood loss. They're, if not on the brink of bankruptcy, certainly um, seeing bankruptcy as a possibility on the horizon. And here's the thing. I'm sympathetic to Frontier's sorry state. 
and I'm actually rooting for them to pull out of their apparent death spiral. I don't really have any choice, right? I need them to do well, and I need them to continue to improve their service. I'm even willing to pay a little bit more to help them survive. I'd just rather see them be honest about hiking their rates instead of slipping in this bogus charge and hoping that customers don't ask inconvenient questions. Uh, if you'd like to complain about your internet service provider, I'm here for you. Feel free to send me a voicemail on Anchor or a message on Twitter. Uh, I'd love to hear about your uh, epic wrestling with your local ISP. Um, you can find the podcast at carefultech.net and my website at matthauger.com. That's H-A-U-G-E-R. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. So when the Apple Watch first launched back in 2015, I think Apple struggled to articulate its use case. Was this a mini iPhone on which all the phone functions should be replicated in miniature? Or was this a communications hub for sharing things like scribbles and heartbeats? Remember that the dock button, the side button on the Apple Watch, originally pulled up a little radial dial of contacts that didn't last very long. More recently, Apple seems to have found its footing with the Apple Watch. They know what it's for. It's a fitness and wellness tracker with some peripheral um, small computing functions. Both in product marketing and in the marquee features of the watch OS itself, the Apple Watch is a tool for staying fit and for being more mindful. That's, that's core to what it's actually built for. So it's surprising to me that there doesn't seem to be a single great meditation app for the Apple Watch. Whether you're looking for a full-featured guided session or you just want to set a series of chimes for an unguided pillow session, your options are, are very limited and really poor quality, at least from what I've seen. For example... Um, headspace. It's, it's not that the big meditation apps for the iPhone don't have Apple Watch uh, adjunct apps. It's just that those apps are really bad. With Headspace, I mean, they are the king in the mindfulness space. They rake in tens of millions of dollars in revenue every year. And right now they are hiring for dozens of positions if you look at their website. But Headspace's Apple Watch app is sad. Its UI is ugly, it's Spartan, and that's particularly odd because the iPhone app is whimsical and over-designed in a cutesy way. There's none of that sort of uh, levity or whimsy to the Apple Watch app. That app includes just two poorly implemented features. First, there's a half-baked touch exercise, which prompts you to place your finger on the screen for 30 seconds as a way of encouraging you to focus on that and nothing else. I mean, I guess that's a neat idea, but it's not well executed. They could use actual force sensitivity on that. In other words, press a little harder for five seconds, now release. Um, as it stands, it just feels a little bit broken and sad. Um, or they might integrate with the heart rate tracker maybe and, and do something there to kind of chart your progress as you uh, meditate with your finger. The other feature on Headspace's Apple Watch app is called SOS. It's an emergency guided meditation. It's the same recorded prompt every time you use it, 
And I found that hitting play often seemed to do nothing at all. Now this may be a problem with the audio uh, APIs on the Apple Watch because I've had experiences where the other apps struggle to know where to put the audio uh, for the user's sake. But um, it's definitely a broken, broken experience for me. What would I like to see from Headspace in an ideal world? Well, they should let you browse the entire library of meditations, those guided meditations that they're well known for. Um, I want to browse them via the watch app, and I'd like to be able to restart a meditation series from where I left off last time without pulling out my phone. Another big player in the uh, meditation space on the iPhone is called Insight Timer. Now that app includes a variety of social features and its own diverse library of guided meditations, but I don't I don't actually use those features. I'm only interested in its interval timer, which allows you to specify specific specify specific <laughs> bells to play at times throughout your session. For example, I might use a higher pitched chime to step me through the preparation stages of meditation and then use a deeper toned bell to tell me when to start focusing on my breath or to remind me to bring my attention back. Um, I often use a gong, as cliche as it sounds, to round out the exercise. There's, there's something nice about being able to differentiate the different steps of meditation with those different sounds. So I'd love for the Apple Watch to let me start one of those pre-programmed sessions without picking up my phone, but none of my timer presets are available on the watch. Instead, I get uh, a generic meditation timer, a generic yoga timer, and an interface for starting their guided seven-day intro to meditation. It almost feels like an advertisement for their um, in-app purchase upgrades. The timers offer no options beyond length of meditation time, and there are none of the the choice interval and bell options that you get in the iPhone app. So that's Insight Timer. I mean, you might be saying, why don't you just use Breathe that's built into the Apple Watch from the get-go? Don't get me wrong, I do use Breathe. I, I like to sprinkle some short mindfulness into my day. But Breathe isn't really designed to serve as a full-fledged meditation guide, or at least it doesn't serve my needs with its kind of binary um, focus on your breath. That's that's or or don't focus on your breath, right? That's that's not enough for me. I need more guidance, and I want to grow more in my meditation practice. Um, one app that comes maybe the closest to offering what I'm looking for on the watch isn't actually uh, a mindfulness app at all. It's an interval timer called Seconds, which is mainly designed for fitness buffs to time their workouts. For example, you can. Uh, build high-intensity interval training workouts and then execute them out on the out on the trail or on the treadmill. But Seconds does allow you to create a complex series of intervals, sync them to your watch, and start a session without unlocking your iPhone. It even integrates with Apple Health in the Mindfulness Minutes category. But Seconds falls short in a few other ways. Um, first, it it still shows kind of the log workout dialogue after each session, complete with calorie count. I know seconds is designed for workouts, but I'm not really interested in counting my meditation calories. Second, and more problematically, 
uh, seconds lacks the audio options I'm looking for. You can set a custom alert tone to be a Tibetan bell or a Thai gong, but when you play back the session via the Apple Watch, Seconds plays both that custom tone and its default mechanical beep. Uh, that's kind of dissonant and really annoying. Plus, Seconds won't let you choose different sounds for different intervals, uh, and that makes it hard for me to build in my prompts for the different stages of my meditation practice. The truth is that meditation apps aren't unique uh, in this problem on the Apple Watch. There are plenty of no-brainer categories, app categories, that don't have a single decent watch option. And we see high-profile companies removing their Apple Watch support altogether. So three and a half years after the device initially launched, it seems as if the Apple Watch app ecosystem is getting worse, not better. And to be honest, that's kind of harshing my zen. Hey, thanks very much for listening. Do you have any meditation watch meditation watches, meditation apps on the Apple Watch that are go-tos for you that might meet my needs? Uh, something that I've overlooked, something that I haven't downloaded, downloaded or bought yet. Um, if so, please feel free to send it my way. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about your meditation practice and how your devices either help or hinder that. In any case, thanks for listening. You can check out the podcast at carefultech.net. Check me out on Twitter at Matt Hauger, H-A-U-G-E-R. Um, as always, I'm grateful for your listening, and I hope to talk to you next time. So when the Apple Watch first launched back in 2015, I think Apple struggled to articulate its use case. Was this a mini iPhone on which all the phone functions should be replicated in miniature? Or was this a communications hub for sharing things like scribbles and heartbeats? Remember that the dock button, the side button on Apple Watch, originally pulled up a little radial dial of contacts. That didn't last very long. More recently, Apple seems to have found its footing with the Apple Watch. They know what it's for. It's a fitness and wellness tracker with some peripheral um, small computing functions. Both in product marketing and in the marquee features of the watch OS itself, the Apple Watch is a tool for staying fit and for being more mindful. That's, that's core to what it's actually built for. So it's surprising to me that there doesn't seem to be a single great meditation app for the Apple Watch. Whether you're looking for a full-featured guided session or you just want to set a series of chimes for an unguided pillow session, your options are, are very limited and really poor quality, at least from what I've seen. For example, um, Headspace. It's, it's not that the big meditation apps for the iPhone don't have Apple Watch uh, adjunct apps. It's just that those apps are really bad. With Headspace, I mean, they are the king in the mindfulness space. They rake in tens of millions of dollars in revenue every year. And right now they are hiring for dozens of positions if you look at their website. But Headspace's Apple Watch app is sad. Its UI is ugly, it's Spartan, 
And that's particularly odd because the iPhone app is whimsical and over-designed in a cutesy way. There's none of that sort of uh, levity or whimsy to the Apple Watch app. That app includes just two poorly implemented features. First, there's a half-baked touch exercise, which prompts you to place your finger on the screen for 30 seconds as a way of encouraging you to focus on that and nothing else. I mean, I guess that's a neat idea, but it's not well executed. They could use actual force sensitivity on that. In other words, press a little harder for five seconds, now release. Um, as it stands, it just feels a little bit broken and sad. Um, or they might integrate with the heart rate tracker, maybe, and and do something there to kind of chart your progress as you uh, meditate with your finger. The other feature on Headspace's Apple Watch app is called SOS. It's an emergency guided meditation. It's the same recorded prompt every time you use it. And I found that hitting play often seemed to do nothing at all. Now, this may be a problem with the audio uh, APIs on the Apple Watch because I've had experiences where the other apps struggle to know where to put the audio uh, for the user's sake. But um, it's definitely a broken, broken experience for me. What would I like to see from Headspace in an ideal world? Well, they should let you browse the entire library of meditations, those guided meditations that they're well known for. Um, I want to browse them via the Watch app, and I'd like to be able to restart a meditation series from where I left off last time without pulling out my phone. Another big player in the uh, meditation space on the iPhone is called Insight Timer. Now that app includes a variety of social features and its own diverse library of guided meditations, but I don't, I don't actually use those features. I'm only interested in its interval timer, which allows you to specify specific, specify specific <laughs> bells to play at times throughout your session. For example, I might use a higher pitched chime to step me through the preparation stages of meditation, and then use a deeper toned bell to tell me when to start focusing on my breath or to remind me to bring my attention back. Um, I often use a gong, as cliche as it sounds, to round out the exercise. There's, there's something nice about being able to differentiate the different steps of meditation with those different sounds. So I'd love for the Apple Watch to let me start one of those pre-programmed sessions without picking up my phone, but none of my timer presets are available on the watch. Instead, I get uh, a generic meditation timer, a generic yoga timer, and an interface for starting their guided seven-day intro to meditation. It almost feels like an advertisement for their um, in-app purchase upgrades. The timers offer no options beyond length of meditation time, and there are none of the the choice interval and bell options that you get in the iPhone app. So that's Insight Timer. I mean, you might be saying, why don't you just use Breathe that's built into the Apple Watch from the get-go? Don't get me wrong, I do use Breathe. I, I like to sprinkle some short mindfulness into my day. But Breathe isn't really designed to serve as a full-fledged meditation guide, or at least it doesn't serve my needs with its kind of binary um, focus on your breath. That's that's, or, or don't focus on your breath, right? That's, that's not enough 
for me. I need more guidance and I want to grow more in my meditation practice. Um, one app that comes maybe the closest to offering what I'm looking for on the watch isn't actually uh, a mindfulness app at all. It's an interval timer called Seconds, which is mainly designed for fitness buffs to time their workouts. For example, you can uh, build high-intensity interval training workouts and then execute them out on the out on the trail or on the treadmill. But Seconds does allow you to create a complex series of intervals, sync them to your watch, and start a session without unlocking your iPhone. It even integrates with Apple Health in the Mindfulness Minutes category. But Seconds falls short in a few other ways. Um, first, it it still shows kind of the log workout dialogue after each session, complete with calorie count. I know seconds is designed for workouts, but I'm not really interested in counting my meditation calories. Second, and more problematically, uh, seconds lacks the audio options I'm looking for. You can set a custom alert tone to be a Tibetan bell or a Thai gong, but when you play back the session via the Apple Watch, seconds plays both that custom tone and its default mechanical beep. Uh, that's kind of dissonant and really annoying. Plus, seconds won't let you choose different sounds for different intervals, uh, and that makes it hard for me to build in my prompts for the different stages of my meditation practice. The truth is that meditation apps aren't unique uh, in this problem on the Apple Watch. There are plenty of no-brainer categories, app categories, that don't have a single decent watch option. And we see high-profile companies removing their Apple Watch support altogether. So three and a half years after the device initially launched, it seems as if the Apple Watch app ecosystem is getting worse, not better. And to be honest, that's kind of harshing my zen. Hey, thanks very much for listening. Do you have any meditation watch, just meditation watches, meditation apps on the Apple Watch that are go-tos for you that might meet my needs? Uh, something that I've overlooked, something that I haven't downloaded downloaded or bought yet? Um, if so, please feel free to send it my way. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about your meditation practice and how your devices either help or hinder that. In any case, thanks for listening. You can check out the podcast at carefultech.net. Check me out on Twitter at Matt Hauger, H-A-U-G-E-R. Um, as always, I'm grateful for your listening, and I hope to talk to you next time.